Red Dice Diaries podcast, a rambling journey through the wonderful world of RPGs by a longtime GM and player. The music at the start of this podcast is Shinigami by Tarek, used under Creative Commons license. Okay, so this episode I'm going to start by answering some voicemails that I've been left and then I'm going to go on to talk a little bit about my thoughts following my first game of Thousand Lands, the BX Essentials hex crawl game that I'm running. So without further ado... Hey Red Dice Diaries, it's Ivy the Happy Whisk and I'm calling in. I went all the way back to your first podcast and now I'm creeping my way up. And I just wanted to say hello, 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 and happy anniversary, which I guess this was a while ago, and that's about it. And here's to more good page-turning books, adventures, and fun. I agree. Show, don't tell. That's one of the writing things from way back when the world was flat. Show, don't tell. Don't tell me a whole bunch of crap. Show me how good it is. This is Ivy the Happy Whisk, and I'm enjoying your podcast. Over and out. So that's Ivy the Happy Whisk there. Thank you very much for all your kind words, Ivy. Glad you're enjoying the podcast. And yeah, I think sort of showing and not telling is a very important part of RPGs, especially when in reality you're pretty much sat around a table or a computer or whatever. I think it's very important to convey sort of sensory information and things like that to players rather than just sort of telling them like, an orc attacks or whatever you know you should really be sort of conveying more information about what that orc's like what it smells like what it looks like what sounds it's making etc and also as i was saying in the podcast entry you're referencing if someone's doing a game don't just tell me how cool it is show me how cool it is again thanks for getting in touch ivy enjoying your podcasts as well catch you soon hi john collins spike pit Really enjoying your Rose of West Haven episodes. If I was going to do an, an AP type of podcast, I would definitely do what you've done and cut it into segments each session and put those little narrated sections in where you're kind of paraphrasing what went on and kind of moving the story along. I think that's really good. I appreciate that that takes a lot of time. And for that, I salute you, sir keep up the good work and i look forward to finding out what happens that was colin from the spike pit check out his podcast if you haven't already thanks very much for getting in touch about the rose of west haven episodes that i've put on the podcast colin glad you've enjoyed them and yeah i think it's certainly as i've got along i've become more and more aware both myself and from others that a lot of people don't really have time to listen to like four five hour long videos or sort of podcast entries of actual plays so although it's not an ideal way of doing it i think the narrated sections that you were talking about are one way of cutting down through dead air or when there's a lot of out character discussion going on or when there's stuff that doesn't really add a great deal to the narrative it might have been fun at the time and i don't begrudge that the players having a bit of a chat and having a laugh and enjoying themselves but in terms of an actual play it doesn't add a lot so i think although it can take a lot of time it can be quite frustrating and i've got to admit i don't always have the time to do it when i can i think i'm going to stick to that and carry on editing the games down in future and for anyone who's listening who's not aware 
Colin is one of the players in my Thousand Lands hex crawl game that I've just started up and I'll be talking about later. And I'm hoping to do a similar sort of editing job on those and uploading those. So thanks again for getting in touch, Colin. Catch you soon. Hi, John. Arvid here. Just giving you a quick call just to uh, wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I know we've got a game on uh, Sunday in Kalmata, but just in case I forget or don't... Um, don't see you for some reason just uh, all the best over the break and uh, yeah look forward to listening to more of you next year thanks bye that's darren green aka rfed getting in touch thank you very much for the christmas wishes rfed i know i'm a little late with the response but as i'm sure you'd know and realize getting there to the christmas period things have been pretty hectic so i've been struggling to plan all of my games run all my games play in all my games and find time to let sneak out the odd podcast but again thank you very much for the christmas wishes i hope that you and your family and your loved ones uh, also had a great christmas and new year and obviously to everyone else out there hope you all had a great time during the seasonal celebrations and holidays and i'm hoping that i can get some more episodes put out with greater frequency next year and also maybe get back to doing a little bit on my youtube channel which has been a little bit neglected due to lack of free time recently so thanks again arthur and hope to speak to you soon and maybe even venture into the wildernesses of kalamata with your stalwart character again so i ran my first thousand lands game last night now for those of you who aren't aware sometime last year i decided that i wanted to have a go at running a hex crawl style of game this was sort of inspired partly by the Kalmata game of Jason Hobbs that I've been playing in and very much enjoying. Also by my desire to try out the BX Essentials rules by Necrotic Gnome that I love the look of and that I've bought copies of all the core books for. So because obviously things were getting quite busy coming up to Christmas, New Year, etc. I knew I wasn't going to have time to do it last year, so I scheduled the first session for yesterday. We're planning to run it sort of bi-weekly on Fridays, and I gathered together a group of people who were interested in playing. Some people I've gamed with a lot before, some people I've not gamed with very much, a nice mixture there, but as ever with a new group you know we're going to be finding our feet for a little bit finding out what our own particular tastes are and how everyone gels together so i was pretty much expecting that we i put together a game background which is inspired by uh, another campaign i wrote ages ago which is uh, a very rough background where a world was created by dragon spirits and then the first great empires the serpent men in the the Robert E. Howard sort of snake men sort of prehistory styly arose, ziggurats, grey green stone, the lot, and they were eventually cast down when their slaves in the other races rose in rebellion. Following that, some of the people had preserved some of the serpent men's secrets and the kingdom of Atlantis arose. It's a classic, so I think why not use it? Obviously, as the legend goes, they attempted to reach far too great heights and in their hubris, their island was cast down below the waves. After the fall of Atlantis, a few remaining sorcerers used their powers to make themselves mighty. 
cowing all with their magics, breeding orcs and similar creatures as foot soldiers to enforce their will, and styling themselves as the sorcerer kings. Eventually, after many hundreds of years, they too came crashing down to earth. Perhaps they warred with each other, or maybe their creatures slipped their leashes. No one really knows. But the world was plunged into chaos with the last bastion of safety for civilized people being the large town known as the last city ruled over by one of the apprentices of the sorcerer kings who used his magics to protect the people within the bounds of the last city a, na a man by the name of Jurund. so that's the basic background and it's basically there to justify a points of light style setting where pretty much all of the world everyone has a vague idea of what's out there but no one's really explored it you know nature's reclaimed a lot of stuff monsters roaming everywhere ruins of previous civilizations sorcery kings spawned monstrosities the whole deal you get the idea and the idea of the campaign is um, mainly a hex crawl for the, the characters, the players, to go out and discover stuff, explore, find out what's going on. Also, every sort of session is going to end with them returning to the city when they'll get a chance to make contacts there, uh, invest in their community, uh, carouse, and have various other things happen. So as the game goes on, in addition to the sort of standard hex crawling, they'll also have like little personal plots that can be followed up and will give a nice bit of a, a change of pace and a bit of contrast to that. The first of those happened at the end of the first session. But before I get into that, the first session, which I'll be releasing a video of as soon as I've edited it and is available as an unedited live stream, although I'm not sure how long it'll stay up there, on my Twitch at the moment, as of the time of recording. And likewise, I'll upload the edited version there once it's done. And I'll probably put a, an audio version in this podcast as well. So the first session saw our brave heroes, Silas Pestle, played by Colin, a brash youth who was a street urchin and has grown up to be something of a warrior. Uh, Will Ava, the magic user, played by Rob, who is snooty and has a bit of a sort of idea that he's better than everyone else, but because of that, no one really wants to teach him, so he's planning to range out into the wilds to find arcane remnants of the past to advance his knowledge. We have Jason playing Copper, who is a thief who's just finished serving a sentence for a crime that he and his older brother got into that went badly wrong and his older brother stitched him up so that he ended up being caught and the older brother may not escaped copper now plans to venture out into the wild putting his loss and his talents to a more lofty pursuit finally we have samson played by johannes pavela who is a follower of set or sutek a cleric who is motivated to go out and fix the world wanting to reclaim the wasteland for civilization they traveled out they had various rumors about different places including the mountains of the silver peak where apparently there's a group of holy men who spend their evenings gazing at the heavens and plotting the movements of celestial bodies the orcs blood forest where the last battle against orcs and men took place and the darkling hills reputed to be pockmarked with caverns chasms tunnels etc so they explored the 
Darkling Hills, eventually coming across a fur trapper, and after a bit of a misunderstanding where he thought they were monsters, they discovered that he'd killed some form of large, almost prehistoric looking wolf. And he offered to share the meat to them, explaining that he'd also taken the pelt off it since they could be traded for 10 gold pieces per pelt in the last city. Whilst they were all enjoying a meal, Copper noticed three other of these wolves creeping in from the undergrowth, being quite stealthy and having a, almost a, an air of intelligence about their tactics. They leapt on the group who struggled to repel them. At least three of the peasants that Samson had hired were taken to the ground and killed by the wolves, as was Johan the Trapper. Eventually, they were triumphant, although Samson and Silas were both quite badly injured. Searching the scene afterwards, they discovered some gemstones in a pouch that Johan had, and they took the pelts off the two wolves they've killed, one of the three having escaped, and they took the pelt that Johan had made, returned to town, sold the pelts, sold the gems, which Copper reckoned would go for about 50 gold pieces each, then they went on a bit of carousing, and this is where like, the first the first personal plot line started to come up. Since during after the carousing, they all spent their various amounts of money to find lodgings, food, etc. Most of them chose to go for the, the bare standard of living. However, Silas chose to not spend any money and spend his evenings out on the street. Unfortunately, he was apprehended by a group of thieves who knocked him nearly unconscious and stole all of his possessions save his armor he awoke just as they were trying to remove the clasps and managed to drove them off although in his dazed state he couldn't pursue them later on when he was in the tavern sharing a few commiseratory drinks with copper who was out celebrating and carousing they began putting together a plan to chase down these vagabonds so that's where we're going to pick up next session them chasing after these thieves trying to recover silas's equipment also will Ava, copper and samson have made a number of contacts in their free time that will be flashing out looking forward to seeing how that goes and we can start building on some personal plots if we get time of course they can go out and or if they choose to they can go out and do some wilderness exploration as well and we're just going to see how that goes all in all i really enjoyed the game the players were great fun obviously it took us a little bit of time to get into it since we're all unused to the the bx essentials rules or we've all played various versions of DD and not really knowing what characters we were going to have and not really knowing where they were going to go etc most of my sort of roll 20 style shenanigans were a little bit ad hoc and off the cuff and we did have a few moments where we had to pause while i like set up counters and stuff like that but all the players took it in fairly good spirits and seemed to have a good time and i certainly enjoyed running it so i'm very much looking forward to the next session and hopefully i'll be talking a little bit more about this in the podcast in future so that's it for this episode if you have any questions or suggestions for things you'd like to see in the podcast in future please either email them to reddicediaries at gmail.com or drop me a voicemail at anchor until i see you next time whenever you're playing take care and enjoy yourself.